Hey guys, this is Brian Beal with Big Daddy Weave. Just wanted to send a birthday shout out to WorshipDrummer.com. Congratulations on five years. That's awesome. God bless. Happy birthday, Worship Drummer. Here it's Ron Lucas from La Chapelle, Montreal in Canada. And thank you for being such a blessing and keep putting the hurt before the beat. God bless. Hey, this is Sean McDonald, drummer with Matthew West, wanting to wish Worship Drummer a happy five years. God bless. Hey, what's up? Sean Ryan here, owner of Salt Drums, drummer for pop artist Dior Jordan and Dream Center Ministries. Just wanting to thank the Worship Drummer for all you do for the drumming community and wishing you a happy anniversary. Welcome to the Worship Drummer podcast. I'm your host, John Manna, and today actually... We have a special episode for you. This is our anniversary episode as we celebrate five years of Worship Drummer since we launched in 2011. And in fact, we have also a special host, Rebecca Laramie, who will be with me asking questions about who we are, how we got started, and everything and the kitchen sink. Stick around for the end of this podcast because we have a sweet giveaway coming your way. Hope you enjoy this anniversary edition of the Worship Drummer Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Andy Harrison from Planet Shakers in Australia. Just saying a huge happy birthday to Worship Drummer. Love you all. Hey, what's going on Worship Drummer? This is Josh Ward from worshipartistry.com and I just wanted to send a birthday shout out to you guys and say happy five years and love what you guys are doing, so keep it up. It's Rebecca here hanging with the founder of A Worship Drummer, Jonathan Mina. Thanks, John, for having me join you here on this special edition podcast for A Worship Drummer's fifth birthday. So happy birthday. How does it feel? Oh, well, firstly, thank you so much for doing this. And to answer your question, it feels incredibly awesome when I look back. Five years has flown by. And to, to see all that's happened in, in a short amount of time is just uh, beyond words, to be honest. Well, I look forward to um, asking a little bit more about what has happened within the last five years. But by way of introduction, why don't you just tell me, um, what was learning drums like for you early on? And who did you look up to? Great question. To be honest, this is no word of a lie. Growing up in church, there was a drummer named Ricardo, and he played with a toothpick coming out the side of his mouth and I would just honestly I'd stared him the whole time and uh, he was a family friend friends with my dad and during offering he would always call me over and give me a jelly bean and I know it sounds hilarious but uh, I don't know if it was the jelly bean or his playing that attracted me to drums but from then um, my mom was also the secretary at the church and when I'd have um, a day off from school, no one would be able to take care of me. I'd go to the church and just find my way magically to the drums. And I was about 12 years old by then. And then in high school, I actually played percussion in our music concentration program. That was about a five-year program. And then went on um, into Bible school where I also had a music minor degree. And so I, I was able to study music in college and um, all the while serving, playing in local churches, touring with our Bible school at the time. 
and uh, basically that's where I got my start and uh, I always go back to Ricardo, Ricky, that guy as the first person I ever looked up to on the drums. Obviously there have been others since then. Uh, Carter Beaufort has big, been a big influence uh, in my teen years listening to his drumming with the Dave Matthews Band and uh, a whole bunch of gospel greats. Um, and then I grew up going to Montreal Drum Fest and Vinnie Colaiuta was one of the main ones that really transformed my, the way I looked at the, the instrument. So um, fast forward a little bit, a couple of years after you graduated from Bible College, you know, what was the starting point for you to build a worship drumming community? How did this get started? Okay. So I was newly married about a year. This was, uh, got married in 2009. And I remember in 2010, it was November, I believe. And I just started blogging. Uh, JohnManna.com was kind of what I started with. And I woke up from a night of sleep and that phrase, worship drummer, just was in my head. I had no idea what it was or why it was there. Um, but I just said, okay, Lord, like, what does this phrase mean? What is it about? Is it about, is this something I'm going to do? I'm going to go and play and tour and who knows what. Uh, but I was in full-time ministry already at that time. And so the first thing I started to do was uh, I started John Mana dot com blog and i said okay i guess i'll start worship drummer blog and i uh, looked around and really had no idea what i was doing and i called carl albrecht uh, paul balash's drummer he's the only pro guy if, if i could say that that i ever knew and um and i asked hey would you write an article for this blog that i'm starting i didn't even know what to call it and he was like, uh, well, okay, this is, you know, interesting. I'd love to be a part of it. And then I reached out to another three guys who are somewhat local. And, um, and they wrote some articles. And that was the humble beginnings of Worship Drummer. It was actually worshipdrummer.ca because someone already owned .com and I, I couldn't afford it at the time. And long story short, um, it was amazing just to see from a basement, literally, we lived in a basement apartment, had no idea what I was doing, and that was basically how Worship Drummer got started. Amazing. So it was definitely a God-inspired dream that you had Absolutely. to start. And I, I should add this, um, that phrase that's still in our logo to this date, putting the heart before beat, uh, I had no idea at the time the significance that that would actually play into everything that worship drummer has become but very interesting but yeah i i say god ordained a hundred percent so from the sounds of it you just started blogging um you came up with a logo but if i look at it now it seems like a full functioning website um, did you have any business marketing background did you have any support or is this just something that you've kind of learned and picked up um completely 100 percent learned and picked up uh, I went to the, I went to hack school, if you want to call it that. Honestly, um, when I say I had no idea what I was doing, I have no shame in admitting. Um, literally, I had no clue how to put together um, a graphic. Like when you go back to the beginning, and it's still there on, on the website, 
and you check our blog, you'll see how cheesy our launch graphic was. And that was me just kind of learning as I go. And um, honestly, uh, school, I don't have time for that. Um, in terms of research, like that's kind of what I do on the side. So I want to achieve a certain end product or goal. And then I just go backwards and start researching. I mean, YouTube has a lot of tutorials to help. Um, and there are lots of guys that are willing to share that kind of stuff. And um, pretty much that's how, how we got to where we are today. I've done every website revision. Our current design, if you go to worshipdrummer.com now, is um, version 3.0. And so I've, I've worked on all the graphics, all the, everything is just me. So I'm assuming a lot of late nights spent uh, working I, on this. <laughs> yeah, that's why coffee is one of my favorite beverages of choice. <laughs> and I think, you know, just to kind of go back to what you said about how this was a God-inspired dream. And I think the sweet thing about God is that when, you know, you have um, something, a dream or a vision, um, and if you just take those little steps, that God will just kind of you know, give you the resources or help you along the way. Um, and like I said, just to see how it's been, how it's grown over these five years um, and how it's now international and you're reaching a big community. It's just, you know, it's really, it's a sweet thing to know that God was with you through that whole thing, literally, um, to be able to give you that, the wisdom and the resources to be able to build this. And I'll just add this, as it has grown, I can't deny the facts because the statistics speak for themselves when I check the back end. Um, but honestly, I still feel like that guy in the beginning, the just the guy in the basement apartment, you know, a little small, insignificant person who's just uh, being willing to say yes to what God has put in front of him. That's honestly what I feel. Um, it's that simple for me. That's so good. Um, so just to, to speak to uh, the fact that, you know, you were in a basement apartment, you had your first child at that time, I believe. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, now you have two under the age of three. You're a full-time pastor and you're in ministry. Um, you know, you're a husband. How, um, you know, what makes you want to continue given all the demands that you have around you? I think the first... Well, there are a few factors. One is my wife is very supportive. I mean, are there times where she, you know, I didn't do the dishes because I was too busy writing or doing other stuff for Worship Drummer? Absolutely. Uh, but she sees the impact that it's making and it's much larger than myself. Um, and so I think she's a big factor because she lets me do it. So Priscilla, thank you. You're awesome and I love you. <laughs> Um, also my kids are very awesome and they come first if I had to prioritize anything it's, it should be always my family first and then anything else um, so they've been really really supportive with that and and then the second part or factor to it is I see the need um, simply in the fact that people all over the world are connecting with our worship drummer family and there are real needs in real churches. And, you know, it's Worship Drummer is a lot less about the showy professional side of things and a lot more. Our heart, really, my heart, it, it beats for the local church drummer, um, you know, who's 
maybe struggling to figure out a song or doesn't know, hey, what what is Bethel doing and why does it sound like there are two drummers and I'm just one guy, I can't figure it out. It's like, hello, it's because there are two drummers and people might not be able to, to decipher or to know and they struggle through some of those things. So it's just to create a resource and fill a need that I feel oftentimes drummers, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, drummers are often overlooked. Um, they're usually at the back or off to the side, sometimes, if not oftentimes, in a drum cage or a fish tank, if you want to call it that. And um, and really, um, they're, though their position kind of out of sight, out of mind, drummers are actually the backbone of everything that's going on in a worship set and so for me it's like hey they need support as much as the worship leader who's the front man as much as the backup singers and all all of the other supporting roles so that's in essence what motivates me at the end of the day support a family and the need just to see these guys make it and i think that stems from the fact that when you were the young jamana learning how to play drums you didn't have the resources um, to to be able to go to, um, would you say? Oh man! <laughs> like what? Uh, this was before the day and age of the internet, or I mean, forget YouTube. If I had a CD, I was lucky. I started on cassette tapes, and uh, I remember jamming out to DC Talks Jesus Freak uh, album on a cassette recorder. I had it on a ghetto blaster, blasting, blaring in my ears, and I was I would drum along to it. So yeah, we've come a long way, um, and it's been interesting just to see how, you know, when I started, it was very little available um, compared to now, mm-hmm. and um, so that's why I think there's no excuse for a drummer today, and um, I mean there are enough resources forget worship drummer there are enough ways to learn uh your craft more than ever before well yeah i mean social media um and the internet like you said there's a lot of um easy access and tools available online for any drummer to um to tap into as the community started to grow what really surprised you about the worship drummer community did you did you see anything that was surprising to you yeah um, I thought worship drummer was going to be like, um, more of a local kind of like rally up the troops here in Ontario where we're from. And to be honest, that was actually quite difficult. And what I saw happening was, um, it was pretty much organic. Uh, and organically I just started seeing that, Hey, this is like, it's not even big in Ontario where, where my friends are and, and whatnot, but it was in the States predominantly, it started to grow. Uh, that was a surprising thing about the community. And another thing is, as it's begun to grow, it's also a very tight-knit community. I know it's kind of like a, an opposite or a paradox, but uh, as it's grown, I've realized how tightly knit this community of drummers is. And that's why um, the lingo we use is intentional. I always refer to it as the worship drummer family. Um, community is great and, and we need that, but the family brings this closeness, um, this intimate level um, to, to what we do and how we connect. So who would you say would be your main 
supporters um, of Worship Drummer currently? Um, so we have... All right, let me just backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Like I said, the humble beginnings and all that. I still remember the day um, I got an email in my inbox from Jared Henderson and he drums for Desperation Band out in Colorado at New Life Church. And when I just read it, he had nothing but praise for what we were attempting to do. And and like when I mean we were just getting started, we were pretty much just getting started. Um, and to receive an email like that did a world of difference for me. And since then, a lot of other drummers from bigger ministries, bigger churches and bands have come alongside of us and supported like the guys at Planet Shakers. First, we did an interview with Mike Weber um, and now Andy Harrison um, is we're tight with them and love the support that they give us. And honestly, they're drummer after drummer after drummer. Um, you know, just meeting, meeting them, having lunch, guys like Carl Albrecht, who I would say is like the father of worship drummers, and he's got so much wisdom and experience. And so just getting support from guys like this who are very busy with their schedules, with touring, with their, with their own personal ministry as well. Um, so they, I'm thankful for the support from guys like that. And, um, and I'd say the local church drummer. I know it's cliche because that's who our target is. But um, just to see that there is a response. There are questions that come in all the time from drummers literally all over the world um, with simple questions that maybe they seem obvious to to the more experienced guys. Um, but, but I love getting those questions. And to me, that's support. Um, I... I you know, if there was no interaction, I'd wonder, hey, is this effective? Is anyone out there? You know, cricket, cricket. (laughs) And so uh, I'm grateful for that support as well in the form of questions. And hey, they view us as a valuable resource that they can rely on. Yeah. And I mean, I just took a quick look at your Instagram account. I believe you have about 23k (laughs) followers. Absolutely. And you know what? Um, something amazing about the power of pictures because <laughs> honestly um, most of what we do on Instagram is user-based in the sense that I'm not you know I'm not the graphic designer I've already admitted that and so these are just guys doing great great work taking great photos and um, and we just share it with the world and and literally that's how the Instagram community at least formed and um, there's guys who ask questions, so mm-hmm. if you see gear, you know, it just it serves its own purpose, and uh, it's a great, great way that we connect and stay connected throughout the week and, and what we do as drummers. What would you say some of the major highlights over the last five years, any big ones that stand out for you that you can speak to? Um, man, it's hard... Like when you say five years and you think back, that's a lot of time to look at. Um, I, for me, the highlights, uh, well, I can answer it from a personal perspective, I guess, too. That might be a little selfish, but I've, I've enjoyed, maybe it's the pastor in me, but I've enjoyed connecting all the dots between people, uh, drummers, 
their churches and seeing how the kingdom of God actually all is intertwined. Um, that's been a cool highlight of sorts. Um, another cool thing, and again, this is more personal, but um, I have a contact at Dario, And for those of you who might not know, they are the parent company of Evans and Promark Drumsticks, Evans Drumheads. And so we have an endorsement with them. And uh, great guys, great company, love their products, love their drumheads, love their drumsticks. And um, as I'm talking about that, I'm reminded of the first Christmas that we had Worship Drummer. I was like, I don't know what I was thinking, but we did a massive giveaway. That was a huge highlight because website traffic, like I'd never seen it like that before. And, um, and just the kind of gear and swag that we had to give away, like companies were very generous. And let me tell you one thing, it's all in the power of asking. All I, I had yeah. nothing to back up my requests with, except for I would literally tell Sabian, who gave us a symbol pack, uh, multiple symbols to give away. All I said is, we, we want to be a blessing to church drummers and to churches, and we hope that we can partner with you, and or that you can partner with us. And surprisingly, I believe every company that I approached said yes, and they backed us. And so giveaways have been always a fun thing to do, um, and, and those are some highlights uh, for us. Also, one of the first companies to email us was Heartbeat Percussion. And they're based out of Vancouver, uh, British Columbia here in Canada. And I think the closeness of their their company name and our tag name, Heart Before Beat, Heartbeat Percussion, um, I think they, they took notice of that. And Noel, I remember getting his email the first time. I had no clue who they were. And I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. We have uh, like a, something very in common. And the more I got to know those guys, um, I just see their heart as well for, for ministry in the church. So very cool. So those have been some of the highlights. There are a ton more. Um, meeting Calvin Rogers, uh, Fred Hammond's drummer sitting behind him for the whole concert last year, blew my mind away. And so much so I had to write a blog post about it. And uh, just... Those kind of experiences personally, which maybe don't translate to the whole community, um, inspire me immensely to uh, just continue doing what I'm doing. And uh, those are the kind of side benefits to it that I, I get. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously with highlights, sometimes there's also challenges that come your way. So any kind of challenges that, you know, that over the last five years um, that had, you know, weight on this, you know, financial challenges, whether it be, um, Oh, absolutely. Um, financial challenges. When we started, I say we, cause I had to talk to my wife and get her <laughs> permission. I was like, babe, I need $50 to buy this WordPress theme that I wanted to use. And she's like, well, it's almost Christmas time and we'll see what happens. Uh, if you get extra money from your grandmother, like literally, that's that's how basic it was. Um, so it was just like, Lord, please, I need 50 bucks. And when that came in, I was like, yes. And that permitted us to launch March 9th of 2011. And so, um, so financially, listen, we don't get money 
we don't ask for money. There's no donate here button or donate now or buy us a coffee button on our website. Maybe I should add that last <laughs> one. But um, everything has been out of pocket. And only in this last year, um, we have some affiliate links with some of the products um, and gear and stuff like that that we post about on the blog. Um, but just until now, it's been out of pocket. Now we're able to at least support um, the hosting fees, which are about uh, 300 US dollars annually, uh, plus domain name, all that regular stuff. Um, and then, yeah, some challenges is life happens, right? When we had our first son, uh, Josiah, I just remember being such on a high and in the in the groove of things with Worship Drummer. And then I was like, boom, that whole year was very difficult. Um, I, th I don't remember, but the, the amount of times I was able to write a blog post dropped significantly to the point where I almost thought, is this even going to continue? Like, is this going to happen? And um, again, Priscilla, my wife, just being a constant support, babe, just don't quit. Don't give up. Just keep at it. Um, and that really is, is my heart. I want to be around for a long time. And so those ups and downs, I think, are very normal part of life. And um, so finances, you know, the birth of our first son. We had uh, our daughter, our second child, born last year. And I think we've managed to be somewhat consistent with what we've been doing. And so, um, yeah, I think the challenges will always be there. Anytime you want to do something different, something new, um, life always also throws its curveballs. But what I've learned is on the highs and through the lows, you just continue being who you are and continue doing the work. Slow and steady wins the race. Yes, and also just keeping God at the center of it. Um, you know, like he birthed it in you, that dream and that um, desire in your heart. So, you know, keeping him at the center and mm. he will definitely um, help you through those challenging times as well. Um, uh, just a quick question. Uh, so Josiah or Abigail, <laughs> either or, um, do you see, do you foresee a, a worship drummer in either of them? It's That's an interesting question because Josiah always sits at my drums, bangs away in our basement. But Abby... She's 10 months now. She bangs at the table. Uh, so who knows? It might be in both of their uh, futures. Either way, uh, they're going to play the drums regardless because I'll force them. <laughs> I think you need to come up with a worship drummer onesie. Okay. That would be great. <laughs> Got Touche. I never did that for my kids yet. So <laughs> we'll do it. Um, so we did take to social media um, to, to ask anyone if they had any questions. So why don't I just take a look to see right now on Instagram um, some of the questions that came in. We have the first one was from Brian. Brian uh, Brian Ramy from Nashville. Oh, dude, Brian. Brian. Nice. and Yeah, and so his question that he had for you is, uh, do you have any plans to hold events for drummers or musicians, for example, like clinics, any live Q&As, etc.? Oh, I knew someone was going to probably ask that. Um it comes down to me for mission and vision. Um, I've had a few talks with people like, you know, obviously I dream about these things. One of the first events that piqued my interest was uh, the guys over at Risen Drums. They did drum set in the kingdom and I think they, they did a good job. I didn't attend, but I saw some of the video footage from it. Um, 
honestly, when when I look at the mission and vision of Worship Drummer, um, it's actually right there on our website. It's there on our Instagram account if you're looking at those things. But uh, what what I've narrowed it down to is being a digital resource for the Worship Drummer. And so, you know, hosting a conference or an event like that in real life, I don't know if that's feasible just given my you know what I do as a full-time pastor about to be senior pastor lord willing uh vote pending still so pray for me uh, I don't know if that's too much information but that's okay uh we're a family so pray for me about that literally and um a digital resource so for me you know if if we can do something like this it would probably show up in the form of Hey, log into worshipdrummer.com slash live or slash whatever, and um, and we would host an event online more than a clinic in person or something like that. Okay, um, Daniel Lode is the next one. He had asked, "Is it better to use headphones or earphones?" And okay, so by earphones, I I guess we let's just say he means in ears. Honestly. It comes down to budget. Uh, for the longest time, I had neither, and I just played with uh, a wedge. And yeah, it was really loud, especially because I was in a drum booth as well with a wedge. So go figure, right? But um, it comes down to budget. My personal preference, just because the headphones make me sweat, because I'm bald and I have no hair, you know, it's sometimes they slip off, and so I I really prefer the in-ear monitors. And um, if all you can put is an earphone or an earbud, then then do what you got to do uh, to hear, man. That's what I'd say. Okay, and next is Richie Setiwan. And his question is, do you have any tips to help lift up the worship atmosphere when we play worship songs? Lift up the worship atmosphere. Okay, uh, it comes down to knowing your sound and dynamics i'd say and knowing how to build it for those moments um where things are taken off even in the spiritual realm and you gotta you gotta support that and kind of sense lord what are you doing in this moment and if it's just a quiet reflective like selah moment where everyone's kind of just contemplating the goodness of god or meditating on a scripture or something obviously you bring it right down um, you know, add some color with your symbols. Know your sound, and uh, and dynamics. I'd say are the the two ways that you can lift that atmosphere. And then I'm assuming on top of that, following the MD, <laughs> right? <laughs> assuming you have one, yeah. Right. Of assuming... course, the music director in your ear telling you, "Build, guys, build." Yeah. You don't want to just be building on your own. <laughs> That's right. Um. So the next one is from Ronnie Lee, and the question he has is. Um, what are your thoughts on tom players and putting drummers in a corner behind a shield? Hmm. Tom, okay, tom players. I'm not quite sure if he's re- referring to just the style where we're just you know riding on the toms, or uh, like auxiliary percussion, or like some other churches are doing now with like this big bass drum and and the guys just pounding on it for different parts of, of the songs. Um, can you just repeat the question again? Yeah, no, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Tom players? Um, 
Okay, so assuming it's auxiliary percussion, I think it's really cool. Uh, it adds like an extra layer of rhythm that's going on. And as long as it's supporting the overall sound, I think it's done well. Some guys that do it really well are, uh, are Dave Whitworth and Joe Volk over at Bethel. And also the latest Elevation album is uh, top notch for that. Um, and yeah, I'd say they're doing it well. Um, and then the question about the cage, what do I think about that? Uh, man, the opinions vary so much. I know drummers hate, we hate them. Sound guys claim they love it. Um, and then there's the whole discussion of, well, play to the room. So it's a hard answer to be quite honest. I'd say in, you know, be submissive in your attitude. If that's what your church and sound tech and worship leader pastor have decided you know you got to submit to and agree to it and 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 be happy about it and be a team player um and if you have the option i would prefer hey let me try this i'm going to play to the room i'm going to use lighter sticks my seven a's and um and see how this goes and, and it can go either way, like leave it open-ended and say, listen, and if it doesn't work or it's still too loud, then let's put up a shield or a half shield. Let's see what we can do to improve the sound. Because at the end of the day, to be, let's be honest, it's much less about us as the drummer, although we need to still be able to hear and all those things play well, serve well. But it's much more about the people coming, removing every distraction and uh and really making jesus the center of it all like you've already said dennis mcdonald he says what is the best way to help the drummer listen to the band and not just himself okay great question um we had this challenge with our drummer when we introduced in your monitors especially and a click and he was so focused like physically and literally looking at the click. He was still learning how to listen to the click. Um, but um, I would say literally and physically look at the other members in your band. And when when you do that, obviously if you have in-ears, they have to be in your mix for you to hear them. But the act for me of, of getting your eyes off of maybe your click or your actual self, your kit, your setup, and looking up and looking out just enables me to, to tune in to what they're doing. I kind of watch the bass player's fingers uh, as well as obviously listen or, or see what the other guys are doing. And you get a vibe, you get a feel off of them um, as well. So for me, it's, it's in the act of looking, literally and physically. And uh, a lot of drummers, it's, it's amazing when I, when I look at them, the, usually it's the younger or less experienced drummers who, um, who kind of like they're stuck in their own world and oftentimes it's not their fault necessarily but they're just so nervous uh, it's you know it's like they don't want to mess up they don't want to miss miss uh, or go off beat now because everyone's relying on them so they're sticking staring at that click so just l get comfortable with it let it become second nature get locked in with the click so that you can look up and, and look out and see your other guys. And that helps and should help you listen. Um, 
The last question that we have is Chris McNeese, and he is coming from uh, Nashville. And the question that he had was, what was your vision and mission in starting Worship Drummer? Yeah, so we kind of mentioned that I had no clue what I was doing when I was getting started. <laughs> uh, sometimes I still feel like I have no clue today. Uh, but it's just to be faithful with what God has placed in front of me. And uh, I'm honestly, who knows what the future holds. Um, but if I had to give you a specific mission and vision, uh, today at least, I, I have somewhat defined it's a digital resource for the worship drummer. And we're always striving to put the heart before the beat. Um, in closing, I think um, the big question, and I'm sure all the listeners that are with us uh, would like to know, what is your vision for the next five years for worship drummer? That means, that means we're going to be 10 years old. T 10 years 10 old, years man. Old. <laughs> Almost a teenager. <laughs> Uh, like I said, who knows what the future holds. Um, honestly, I can't give you a straight up answer. <laughs> and that's okay, I think. Because uh, as life and ministry moves on, I know that new opportunities will arise. M maybe we will get into conference or like a live workshop where people actually sign up and show up or do clinics or who, who knows. Um, just for all of you listening... Uh, I approach this every day like, hey, let's see what happens today. Let's see who, who emails or let's see who responds to an email. And we'll just explore those opportunities as they arise. So um, what I'm not looking to do in the next five years is turn this into a, a full-on business. It's really far from anything that I see Worship Drummer being. And... Um, and I still have to always keep it to the core of what it is. I feel it's a God-given dream. Um, or he, he at least birthed that phrase in me. And putting the heart before the beat, I think that sums it all up. Is If that's what I weigh everything against. If, if we stray from it, and I ask that question, is this putting the heart before the beat? Or the, the beat before the heart? It's like saying, is this putting the spiritual aspect... Um, first or a business aspect so um, that's why for me this is very much a ministry and so going forward with confidence I can say you know this isn't going to turn into my full-time gig my nine to five uh, God's called me to be a husband to be a father um, and to be a pastor and I do that locally here with a physical real church <laughs> I'm a pastor to people so I have to always um, keep that in perspective mm -hmm. and worship drummer will be the the slow and steady race that we're in it for the marathon not, not just a short sprint it's it's pretty neat because like you said you're just keeping the doors open um, and seeing what happens and how it all just it'll connect yeah um, and, and again, I'm, I'm that guy in the basement apartment. That's, that's still who I feel I am. And I think um, it, the minute I get an ego about it is the minute I stray from what God wants it to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the sky's the limit, but, but I think, you know, very humble and keep it that way. Or else I get, I'll get overwhelmed and mm -hmm. won't do anything with it. Yeah. So I guess in closing, you know, what, what do you hope to see more of from the local church drummers 
And what would you want to leave um, with those who are listening right now? That's a, an awesome question to close with. Um, I, it's funny because when I do interviews, that's usually how I close. Now I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> uh, without sounding cliche, honestly, I just, my prayer for everyone listening and for those who will one day listen to this is just have a servant's attitude. Um, yes, playing the right parts, knowing your stuff is important. Bring your A game, absolutely. We're called to do that. Um, and I'll, I'll, wrap, I'll wrap it up in this verse. It's in the Psalms. I believe it's Psalm 71. But my friend Chris Vache, who's an excellent pastor, uh, said it best. And he's like, David led the people with integrity of heart and with skillful hands. And so it's heart and hands. There's a skill element, um, you know, where we know our craft, we know our instrument, we come prepared, we're ready to go. We're ready to count that band in and keep them in line. And then there's this whole other aspect, which is the heart. And you can't have one without the other. That's what I'm learning. And uh, so for me, what I would love to leave you guys with is be, be excellent in your craft be if there's anyone who shows up prepared let it be you you know don't be that guy who's gonna come and say well i didn't have time well i didn't know bring your a game because god deserves it first number one number two you owe it to your team and especially if you're the backbone which which you are as a drummer then you come prepared it's if the guitarist is less prepared he can get away with it he can just improv a solo but you can't fake you know um, a four count. You can't fake the one. You got to know where it is. And then the other side of it is the heart. And don't overlook it. Don't overlook it. And that's why heart before beat, heart before beat. It's it's in your face. It's in every post on Instagram, Facebook, uh, on social media that we do heart before beat. Because to me, um, great, you're an awesome drummer. You came prepared. You're the best prepared on the team but without the heart you're just a drummer you're not a worship drummer um, might as well just go play in the club earn a great living and uh, and go on tour but we're called to be worship drummers and that aspect has to deal completely with the heart and our attitude so back to what i started with be a servant serve your team serve your pastor serve the vision of your worship department, your worship ministry, and above all else, guard your heart because that's what the Word of God tells us. And so you can't have one without the other. So always, but if there is a, a priority sequence and it should be heart and then beat. And so do the time. Um, I think uh, this is the pastor now coming out of me and i sorry that it's so lengthy of a response, but Saturday nights, <laughs> I'm preaching now like I preached to, to my to my guys, but Saturday night, what we do is very important. And uh, I'll, I'll ask you this question. What are you doing Saturday night to prepare your heart for what's happening Sunday morning? And I think I'll stop right there. <laughs> That's a good question to leave us with. Um, John, thanks for joining and hanging out. This yeah. has been great. It was great chatting with you and over a cup of coffee. Um, 
where can people go to get further information or sign up to get newsletters? Worshipdrummer.com. That's our, our hub, our home on, on the web. And, um, I mean, we have our YouTube channel. I actually, you know, what? instead of firing off all of them, go to worshipdrummer.com on the right hand column. You're going to see all of our social media links. Uh, but I do know Instagram, Instagram's <laughs> at worshipdrummer.ca. Sorry guys. Um, worship drummer exists and it looks like a dummy account or the person who created it never really knew what Instagram was for. And um, I've been trying, I don't know how to get it, but Worship Drummer exists. Uh, if you know more than me or you work for Instagram and you're listening to this, help a brother out. Um, but for now, we're on Instagram at worshipdrummer.ca. And um, that's the one that we engage with the most. And from there, we post to um, Twitter and Facebook as well. Cool. And if you want to pick up a t-shirt um, t- to wear... Yeah, we you have can do it as well. I think we, you have mugs as well. Yeah, we have a merch shop. I um, head to worshipdrummer.com/shop, and uh, you can find a bunch of stuff there. Um, kind of a cool mug. I ordered it for myself actually. God coffee drums. Three best things ever, eh? Yep. Amen. <laughs> thank you so much. No, no, no. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being a great host, and uh, got to do this again sometime. Definitely, we'll do. Well, there you have it, guys. There's our anniversary edition of the Worship Drummer podcast. Again, thank you, Rebecca, for taking the time to sit in. And uh, to be honest, it's the first time that anyone has ever asked me questions about, you know, how we got started and uh, what we're all about. So hope this was helpful and informative. We thought that this would be a fun way just to share the story of Worship Drummer and... um, It's much less about me, and it's all about you guys. And so we're so happy to have you. And in fact, to back up that statement, um, we're so excited to announce a special giveaway for our fifth anniversary, or our fifth birthday, if you will. And it comes courtesy of our friends over at Salt Drums. And they've actually gone to great lengths to design a custom worship drummer snare. You heard it right, folks, a custom worship drummer snare. To enter this contest, all you have to do is head to our show notes on worshipdrummer.com slash we are five, and you'll see the contest widget there. It'll give you all the instructions you need to enter so you can win our very own custom worship drummer snare. Again, a big shout out and thank you to our friends at Salt Drums check them out they're doing some great work and once again thanks for joining us for this special anniversary edition this is john manna for the worship drummer podcast